Let's get ready to nibble and chew upon this remarkable banquet because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. stories written and performed exclusively for the show and then dispersed with resplendently remarkable music. So sit back and kick off your shoes and allow your soul to be infused by our unique and innovative storytelling because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. is in my bath and I don't know what to do I'd play him some calming and recuperative music while he enjoys a long soak but I've only got a Dean Martin CD should I light all the candles I've got the cumin and leather scented ones that Sammy Davis Jr. gave me last Christmas but I know they smell like my nan Frank looks so gentle and relaxed, serene even. I'd swear that old hairpiece is waterproof. One thing is for sure, I'll sit at the tap end, on the plug. It's the least I can do. had known each other for many years and been through much together but had not met for some time their eyes met so you been okay sure well you know how life is but yeah it's been okay you same really no disasters to speak of it's been a while being busy you know of course anyway what the hell right knowing you're there is enough I'll always be here, you know that. They would deal with the details later over coffee and talk of many things. But so far, neither of them had spoken a word. purple people eaters, live in fear of big blue meanies, or worry about an invasion of little green men? Perhaps you're yellow, or suffering a touch of the blues. Maybe, God forbid, the black dog is at your door. Never fear. Every cloud has a silver lining. Wash those dark thoughts away with our gold award-winning recolorizer. One spray will have your neighbors green with envy. Don't get caught red-faced. Opportunities like this come once in a blue moon. One spray will have you tickled pink and ready to paint the town red again. was filled with the unmistakable phenomenon of morning as the dead-born face of a sunless winter day emerged. The glory of spring's sap and leaf had not yet released. 
Yet she saw in her mind not the specks and flaws of reality, but his brown, febrile eyes. She knew the secret of happiness lay in limiting aspirations. Nothing in her experience had proved otherwise. But she chose to want this man, whose reciprocal attraction had led him repeatedly to visit her in the library. Today, she would give him what he was looking for. The Book of Love. The president of the International Science Institute looked up from the report and at the professors sitting forlornly around the table. We must go where the science leads us, and this is the third peer review. So tomorrow we will confirm there are now five fundamental forces. Strong, weak, electromagnetism, gravity, and magic. And does this mean... Yes, I'm afraid so. Horoscopes, divining, tarot, they check out all the way down the line. Homeopathy? A professor asked, hardly daring to speak. Oh, that! The president checked the report. Still complete bollocks. This seemed to cheer the room up a bit. Spain-dwelling Malcolm was set for a pleasant evening with family at the Chinese restaurant. Despite limited common language between Malcolm and waitress, the order was made and dishes soon appeared. But Malcolm wasn't happy. No rice, he said, pointing to the riceless table before them. No rice? The waitress nodded her understanding and went on her way. The food kept coming. With each batch came the frustrated cry, No rice! No rice! Followed by the nod and no rice. I didn't get what I asked for, Malcolm moaned later. Malcolm, you got exactly what you asked for. No rice! Alex spent his first 33 years in a cupboard in the cellar, imprisoned by his stepfather. Following his stepfather's death, Alex was discovered by his mother's carer. After two years of corrective surgery and physiotherapy, he gained a world record as the shortest man, standing at 2 feet 7 inches. He began working as a tourist guide and met Beverly Byford, a fashion designer from Colchester, on the bus tour of St. Petersburg. They married in 2002 and started a small clothes business. Mini Fashions now has branches in 11 countries. Alex died tragically in a warehouse fire last week. He leaves behind his loving wife, Beverly Miroshnichenko, twins Leonard and Larry, and an award-winning collection of bonsai fruit trees. stood in a huddle in the wild part of the garden. Grandad joined them all with rope bridges for Mum and Uncle Pete. Mum's tree had a covered treehouse with a proper thatched roof and mats to curl up on to read. Uncle Pete's tree den was a complicated arrangement of platforms with a lookout point at the top. Dad said they weren't safe, but we played in them anyway and made a blood pact to repair them for our own kids. I can hear them now. I'll leave lunch in the basket to haul up later.
Amenhotep Jones felt his life was cursed. He had a miserable childhood thanks to his father's obsession with ancient Egypt. Named after his father's favorite pharaoh, he was tormented by other kids when they discovered his name. Life did not improve much after school. Given his name, there were few job opportunities open to him. The closest he got to anything resembling a pharaoh was working as a clippy collecting the fares on the number 36 bus that used to run along Colchester High Street. Ironic, really, that he died from heart disease, which was prevalent in ancient Egypt. Jones never married, and the only attendee at his funeral was the inspector who covered the number 36 bus route. I'm on the bus, on my way for the big day. Oh no, I'm in my pyjama bottoms. I get off. I'm on a huge hill with ancient ruins and it's getting dark. I thought it was 8am. I wake up. Phew. The bus is in town, en route, and I'm properly dressed. The woman next to me, Tuts. Where's your satchel? It's my primary school geography teacher. The bus crashes into a mammoth. Now I really wake up and get out of bed. Prince Charles wanders out of the kitchen. Hurry up and make my eggs Benedict, he says. Russian sleeper agent in Britain since the age of 16. Smuggled in, fake identity, I awaited the call. Decades passed. I held down all manner of jobs. Paid taxes, saved money, got married, had kids, supported Colchester United. Played club cricket till I was 50. Liked Indian food, IPA bitter, salt and vinegar crisps, bangers, Mars bars and Marmite. On my 65th birthday, I received a call from an unknown number. I'd been deactivated and told not to return to Russia. Huh? Banned from my own motherland? What was I supposed to do? Just live in Britain? Listening to Cone Radio 106.6 FM, and this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. <laughs> Professor Broderick Jones lay face down on the papers in his study. His corpse was still warm. The rain smeared the window and thawed the snowy garden. His wife Janine had run screaming out of the flat, mumbling to the janitor something about buckets of blood from the stab wound between Broderick's shoulders. The police arrived and checked for the murder weapon, carefully, scrupulously. Even Janine's stiletto heels were forensically analysed. Nothing was found. So how did he die? The rain fell harder, getting rid of the snow and the icicle smeared with blood, soon to join the sodden earth. Picture. 
picture a convivial supper shared by two friends, myself, whose hair was arranged in a flame-like pyramid akin to the logo of the fuel company I was employed by, and Jacob, an exceptional grocer, whose social deference was of a cordial encouraging kind, with a certain considerate abstinence from letting out the full force of his mind. Did you enjoy your supper? I asked afterwards. Jacob promptly replied by letting out a full force of malodorous body gas. Quickly, I inhaled a pinch of my trusty Dombey's snuff, and immediately the smell was gone. Dombey's grunty snuff. Don't dine without it. The puppy chewed vigorously on a strip of dried tripe, his new teeth pearly white and unblemished. Old Grampus, having finished his, watched with every appearance of complacence from his spot in the shade. By and by, the puppy was distracted by passing bees and butterflies. He yawned and stretched, then carefully hid the remaining chew in the border, raking dead leaves over it as a precaution. Intent on his pursuit of passing insects, leaping and pouncing, he did not see Grampus steal the badly hidden treat and return to his shady spot. Nice try, lad, Grampus seemed to say. company recently established in Colchester specializes in the reproduction of legal documentation, anything from writs to marriage or birth certificates, barely discernible from original genuine documents. Why not surprise your friends by producing evidence that one of them had been married before, or that one has an illegitimate child? Summon your chums to court for crimes they know nothing about, or inform them of an inheritance from a previously unknown relative. Imagine their surprise when they discover it's all been a joke. With Ever Be Nad, every day can be April Fool's Day. It was foretold in 1322 by the original Bagshaw. This family will be doomed to dullness. Nothing of note or importance will trouble us. This is our purpose, our fate, and our honor. We shall not lead. We must forever be behind others. Without prominence, we shall never fear disloyalty or doubt our success. The Bagshaws shall be persistently boring, without exception. This will be our manifest destiny. For so many centuries, Bagshaw's prediction held fast. Yet, in 2022, boring Brian Bagshaw from Basildon scooped 180 million euros on the lottery. of the Bagshaws was finally broken. Gaston Dufour has tragically left us. Gaston spent all his working life crossing the channel and cycling up to northeast Essex to distribute his onions and garlic among the good citizens of those parts for a modest sum. 
He could be found in the belt and braces, downing a few glasses of pasty, and trying to understand les fous anglais and their ways. But last week, Gaston was seen crying copious tears, not brought on by eating raw onions, but by having his onion-selling license revoked. He hanged himself from a string of onions in a lane outside Colchester. Gaston leaves behind a grieving wife, daughter, cow and vegetable patch in Pas de Calais. The chimpanzee had strayed too far from its range and had been seen. The others were after him. He was not of their troop, and after great cacophony in the forest canopy, they caught up with him and surrounded him. The four shooters stood ready, rifles cocked, as the bound, gagged and blindfold man stood before them, shaking and passing his final water. He was not of their kin, and they had caught him, wandering lost over the border. In more ways than one, we are closely akin to the other apes, and evolution has taken us only so far. General Sir Archibald Hewson Thurrock, KT, KGCB, spent over 60 years in the service of the Empire, first in military postings, then various governorships across the length and breadth of Africa. He always aspired to be Viceroy of India, but was passed over numerous times, possibly due to rumours about a servant who vanished while he was Governor of Kenya. His nickname of Thrasher Thurrock, acquired early in his army days, may not have helped. He eventually retired and settled in the Colonial Club in London, where he suffered a deadly stroke whilst apoplectic about the handling of an ongoing campaign. The general was laid to rest in the chapel of his first regiment's depot. He is survived by Lady Hewson Thurrock and three daughters, none of whom married military men, much to the general's disgust. An English philosopher, poet, scientist, fiction writer and playwright. She was born in Colchester and lived in a house built from the ruins of St John's Abbey until that too was destroyed in the Great Siege of 1648. Virginia Woolf found her philosophy is futile, her plays intolerable, and her verses mainly dull. Those that knew her noted, She gives the appearance of one unhindered by time or care. It is a mystery how she achieves what she does. When she died, aged 50, they found concealed beneath her voluminous dress a small Davenport, a fully equipped laboratory, proscenium arch, and volumes by Montaigne and Descartes. Margaret Lucas Cavendish has been memorialised in Newcastle with a new nightclub called The Cavendish on the High Street. holidays matching your aspirations, compelling travel stories that reflect your personal disposable income, 
spotless beaches, unspoilt locals, exotic food, breathtaking natural beauty, thought-provoking isolation, regenerating experiences, all at a hundredth of the price. We have the team in place, the contacts, the proof that you have visited the enchanting and unknown Widiwadi Islands in the Indian Ocean. Green screen photos, passport stamps, fabricated GPS tracking, audio backdrops for voice notes and calls, easily memorized interlocking anecdotes, including new insights into the world and into yourself as a result of enviably adventurous travel. Uniqueness guaranteed, all without leaving Colchester. Mary McDollop, née Thistlethwaite, was born in Bradford and studied textile engineering. She began playing Tetris in 1988. A year later, she met Terry McDollop at a tournament in Sheffield. In 1990, they married and moved to their Tetris shrine house in Colchester with Tetris piece-shaped furniture. Terry later installed a 12-foot screen to alleviate Mary's eye strain. Her life ambition was to score two million. She came a close 1,990,780 before her spinal injuries prevented her from standing or sitting. But a ceiling screen enabled her to spend her last moments achieving the world high score. Mary leaves behind her husband Terry and a stick insect called Alexei Pajitinov. team we're like dogs chasing rainbows on our own tails picking too many low-hanging apples and oranges it just spoils the proving of the pudding epic half-baked back-biting comments are like lemon juice in the paper cuts on the hind legs of a donkey we need to call on a different kettle of bigger black fish to fry Although one can't make omelettes without skinning two swinging cats, regardless of whether they're in a bush. You can't expect me to just wave my magic willy. We have to batten down our bootstraps and hold our noses to millstones. You are listening to Bill's Big Bag of Only Onions. dark eyes, liquid and lost to myself. His expression changed from darkly intense to gently smiling as he brushed my hair aside and trailed lazy kisses down the sweep of my neck and across my bare shoulder. More hungrily, he unzipped the midnight blue silk gown, pushing it aside. The dress slid away without resistance and folded into a puddle at my feet. I stepped out of its containment and into the freedom of my lover's arms without hesitation. Powerful, haunting memories. I close my eyes, wishing when I open them he will be here again.
Valentine sat in the cold, dark cell, awaiting his execution. His body was battered and bruised. The pain was unremitting. Then the Archangel Gabriel appeared. Fear not, he said. Though your pain may be great, may a vision of your legacy bring you succor in your time of need. And in his mind's eye, he was transported thousands of years into the future. He saw the cards, the chocolates, the champagne, the single red roses, the lavish meals. And as he saw this universal public profession of love, tears flowed into his eyes and he thought, Haven't I suffered enough already? as if we're alone in the noisy crowd, cocooned in our conversation and attraction. Another, he gestures to the bartender. His smile melts me like a long hug. He invites me out on Friday. I tingle all over, so excited I slip off to the toilet to calm down. My phone pings with a WhatsApp message. From who? My name. What's happening? photo of a battered face in a hospital bed with tubes. Mine. Lynn, I'm you in 2026. James did this to me. Four years of hell. Run away quick. I head for the fire escape. He had risen at dawn, climbing his rambutan tree in search of the ripest fruit and had cut four small branches. Thence by motorcycle into town, a small investment in gasoline, and had taken his position beside the main road. Here would he pass the long day, sheltering from fierce tropical sunshine and heavy tropical rain under a plastic awning. If he sold two branches, he could buy rice and green vegetables for his family. And if he sold three or four, he could perhaps buy two or three small fishes. In any case, he would be back here tomorrow. Brenda Seer, a.k.a. Brenda Carr, will be remembered for her influential role in the Norfolk band Iceni. Previously managed by Colin the Celt Prasutugus, Gus to his friends, the group struggled to get a foothold on the Britannia scene until Brenda became lead vocalist. Her ability to network, she loved gate-crashing toga parties, and uncompromising approach slayed audiences. Grand entrances at gigs on a chariot, waving a spear, shouting, Death to the Romans, were not popular marketing tactics with everyone, but Brenda and her tribe stormed Camelodunum and the southeast, lighting up venues everywhere. Rebel with a cause. Queen Brenda Seer leaves behind 200,000 dead warriors, a temple in ruins, and a reputation for not being messed with.
been high up in this tree for nearly thirteen hours now. The thinner branches above won't support me. I'm invisible to anyone passing its trunk down below, even if they looked up, even if they were searching for me. I am safe, secure, secreted away in this leafy breathing space, with time for taking stock, for sifting through what has happened, reconstructing it, trying different options, looking for different outcomes, wishing things would change. Anyway, I think this has served its purpose. I shall climb down now and catch the bus back into Colchester. It is tea time after all. of operations, consider this letter my notice. I have been doing this job for an eternity, and yet my wages are paid by means that cannot be spent. I don't recall my last holiday, a team-building trip to Furnace Creek doesn't count, and the benefits are so few, I can't recall what you told me they were. Something about low heating bills? My monthly expenditure on calamine lotion to calm my burning skin is constantly rising, and the people who come here are simply rotten. I've had enough. Consider my time served. Yours faithfully, Mr. S. Ayton. The queue disappeared around the side of the red brick building, beyond the safety of the jacaranda's shade. 42 degrees and rising. As Johnny wandered towards the end of the line, past deflated black masks and furrowed brows, his phone beeped. He looked at the government's message. Visit a testing centre immediately, it ordered the third identical message he'd received that morning. At sunset, eight hours later, he'd finally reached the front of the line. Medicare number? said the diminutive male health officer, guarding the building's entrance. 52047954341 Jonathan Smith? Yes. The officer smirked. We're now closed. Please come back tomorrow. Do you waste valuable time looking for mislaid objects? Look no further. Just say, Freddy, where are my keys? And he finds them in seconds. He logs all your possessions and tracks them 24-7, saving you from all those maddening searches. When you're left with one sock, contact lens, earring, wave it at him and, hey presto, the other one appears. He even sounds an alarm if you try to leave the house without something essential. You won't lose him. He comes when you call and plugs himself in for recharging. The new Fast Finder 4620 M7. Order now while stocks last. I knew the 
those 30 seconds had been special. Actually, they didn't clap. They just stood there, astonished. All in the key of C, I'd gone from C Lydian to G major pentatonic to B minor pentatonic to C major 7 to E flat major bebop to C Phrygian via C major 6 diminished and ended with C mixolydian. All at blurring speed. A jazz expert walked up to me and said, Well, it was neither beautiful nor pleasurable nor necessary even, but it was, empirically speaking, the most ingenious and fastest sequence of soloing scales for saxophone that's ever been played. And although I never want to hear it again, on behalf of jazz, I thank you. an ordeal you can't face we can take it for you relax in our luxury spa while one of us undergoes your exam dental appointment operation breakup or whatever you wish to avoid you also get the exciting opportunity to experience being someone else as your consciousness is exchanged with theirs you will receive a neural flash disk so you can watch the event afterwards and or load the memory into your brain any physical effects will be borne by the client who will feel no pain during the transferred state. Contact us for an appointment now. I visited friends I hadn't seen for almost five years. My big news was that I was now a strict vegan. Vegetables, grains, nuts, fruits. Nothing from animals. No cheese, no eggs. Anyway, they served up a huge sizzling steak smothered in melted cheese, fried egg on top, crispy potatoes roasted in pork fat. I polished it all off dutifully. It was then that I announced that I'd become a vegan. Oh no, they shrieked. Why didn't you say something? I looked at the empty plate. Well, I said, you're so kind and I didn't want to make a fuss. missing from the buffet. It was up to Clara and her friends to fetch it. They giggled as they lay overlooking Elysian fields, each girl equipped with a maelstrom. Clara's was a present from Mum just before she'd said goodbye. Clara had customised it with stickers of the Love boys and hearts with arrows. Dust rose from the valley. A pack ran out. Clara positioned herself. Would she spot her? That was essential, the only way to become an adult. She put her finger on the trigger and waited for her mother to speed into her sightline.
For me, after midnight is called the wee small hours for a good reason. My bladder never sleeps, though other monsters awaken me too. The smoke alarm beeps, like its owner in need of new batteries. Outside the security light flashes while foxes frolic. The plumbing, trapped air in pipes, gurgles, splutters, whines. I should change my diet. A byproduct of sleeping, snoring, rouses me. How ironic! How cruel! Doors bang as the bathroom entices others, and I'm up again. We cross. Ships that piss in the night. The good news? I'm well on my way to 10,000 steps before dawn. Nestled in my palm is a small key that will open any door. It doesn't take me long to adapt. Each house is other and each is mine. In one cottage, there's no electricity. In Staines, I play with a dimmer switch for hours. I sit on Chesterfields, Ikeas and faux leather recliners. I read a hundred well-thumbed books. I am always alone. Then I do what I've come to do. From tables, I remove dishes, unpaid bills, children's drawings and delicate lace placings. Other people's things are so light. Then I take a pen, any, and paper, and I write. Every evening at knock-off time, my exhausted grandfather would come out of the works and trudge across to the adjacent pub. I would wait with a penny my grandmother had given me and solemnly press it into his calloused hand. Tyke, he would nod his encouragement. A quick half, then I'll be back. Tell her. I'd run down the cobbled street, round the back, past the pigeon loft and into the warm kitchen. Grandma would raise her eyebrows and I would smile. She'd pass me a broken biscuit from her baking and say, We'd best get the dinner on then. New job confirmed. Great. I composed the email I'd been planning in my head for days, saying what I thought of the control freak managers, the money-hungry owner, and the pitiful salary, adding an accusatory reminder of the colleague who had committed suicide on the premises. Checking my watch, I sat back and breathed out heavily. Send just in time to ruin everyone's mood for the grand office party they'd been planning for months. Up popped the paperclip. It seems as if you're a bit cross. Your email account has been frozen till you calm down. Try again tomorrow.
I'd sat there alone for seven hours guarding the tiny coffee shop. No customers, not even one. I'd had absolutely nothing to do. It was in a part of the ministry building that had been rendered obsolete by office space reallocation. The legal repercussions of reassigning me would be Byzantine, and a coffee shop on that floor was a contractual obligation. So I sat there, day after day, no customers, nothing to do. Then came a customer, lost, presumably, wanting a coffee. He sat, drank it, and left, without putting the paper cup and serviette in the bin. I mean, really, these people... how remarkable my memory is. It's as if you were just there. Hardly surprising, really. I have a power which allows me to transport back to a moment in time. Not a vivid memory. I actually go back. I wish there was a practical use to my time travelling, but I can only travel to something I've experienced. I can't go back and assassinate Hitler. In reality, all I do is revisit past wrongs and rue the fact that I can't bring forward any evidence to clear my name in the broken vase controversy of 86. outside, the spacing lines keeping us apart. In the supermarket, a man entered an aisle as I was leaving. We moved back quickly, nodding at one another almost imperceptibly. How much he looked like Kenny, I thought, as I gathered supplies for my virtual pub with him that evening. At the till, I stretched out to place my food before a woman in a mask. I made a point of thanking her, and for once actually meant it. Leaving, I danced around those coming in, wondering if I would ever feel so close again to those around me. Don't stand, don't stand so, don't stand so close to me. Don't stand, don't stand so, don't stand so close to me. Want to lose weight? Watch the pounds fall away without depriving yourself of your favourite foods or feeling hungry. No foods are banned. Forget calorie counting, keto regimes, low-carb and low-fat diets. The amazing Superlight, Superfast patented weight loss system eats fat while you eat food. Non-surgical, pain-free and low-cost, Superlight, Superfast system is the answer to everyone's weight issues. Available in the Easy Swallow capsule form, only one treatment necessary. Gives guaranteed results. Wear your bathing costume with pride on the beach this summer. Hurry to buy at this special sale price. Hypoallergenic, organic, contains sanitised tapeworm eggs. What's in store, Beacon End Branch? Prefer to stand in line rather than sit online? Earache from excessive mouse clicking? Concerned your eyes will never stop scrolling up and down? 
Is your voice hoarse from shouting thanks at departing delivery vans? Hopes for the planet crushed with the acres of cardboard used to deliver your toothpaste? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then you have come to the right place. For the best in Colchester retail, try our fully interactive experience. Guaranteed to open doors. You never know, you might even meet a human. Shops, try them today. Hurry, while stores last. people eaters live in fear of big blue meanies or worry about an invasion of little green men perhaps you're yellow or you're suffering a touch of the blues maybe god forbid the black dog is at your door never fear every cloud has a silver lining wash those dark thoughts away with our gold award-winning recolorizer one spray will have your neighbors green with envy don't get caught red-faced Opportunities like this come once in a blue moon. One spray will have you tickled pink and ready to paint the town red again. Descending into the metro abyss at dawn, I am part of the dark-coated machinery of mainly male commuters for which the train wheels turn. The station hums with amphibious life forms emerging from the pond of sleep onto a concrete platform. Daily, my olfaction is awakened by the same tall blonde girl passing me her face still bearing the memory of the pillow it left. Her aroma hangs airborne, like locomotive smoke, long after she has steamed along the platform length. She will wait until the push of air from the approaching train gently lifts her hair from her now-awakened expression. Listening to Bill's Big Bag of Only Onions. These onions were written by Ian, a different Ian, Adrian, Bill, Phil, Dave, Pat, John, Angela, and Petra. Big Bag of Only Onions is a Guppy production for Colne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. Mm-hmm.